Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. So we're here with Patrick Gilbert from Adventure Media Group. We've been talking about a couple of tools, which if you're listening to this show, you've got to go to these websites and download this stuff. This is like mind-blowing. And I just actually <laughs> messaged our creative director. I said, have you guys heard of this? And they say, yes, we actually have. And we started using it, but we didn't actually use the ads. So that's the question which we want to answer after the break. How do you use this with the ads? You, you mentioned it a bit in your pitch, but how can this actually affect our advertising for all you advertisers out there that are trying to scale and grow your business? We're going to get into that right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. And we're back with Patrick Gilbert talking about AI creative. And now we're going to chat a little bit about how we use this functionally. And I don't even know if there is a how-to per se, right? Because there's not been much in the way of actual execution. But Patrick, any ideas? What do you guys plan on doing with this moving forward? Yeah, so I really don't even know what like the ceiling is here. It's very exciting, but I think operationally, it's completely made it easier to do two things. One of which is what I already described is like, you have an idea and you're trying to translate that idea. 
whether it's to a client or to a graphic designer or to a colleague. This is what I'm thinking. That is going to, in terms of communication and being able to like collaborate on processes like that, I think that's going to be like incredible. The second part of it is actually creating ads. Um, we, at this point, like, I don't think we've actively used anything that was purely created in mid journey in an ad campaign. It's all been speculative at this point. So like I mentioned the slinger bag ads, like we're producing those, but those were all well used there. But if like Kasim, you've talked about this, like performance max is creative hungry. Like we need to be able to churn out a lot of different ideas and a lot of different creatives and feed them into these machines and then be able to optimize from there. So it, it's not necessarily that we even need yet the mid journey bot to understand, Hey, this, an ad for a Yeti water bottle that caters to females age 35. But if you just produce 50 different ads using a tool like this, which makes it a lot easier to do that. And then you feed all that into your ad platform of choice, whether it be performance max or YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, you will now be able to iterate much faster. And that's essentially like all those different little things about, and I guess I could I speak a little bit more because this is all just creation. There's a second layer to this that I think the big shift that we're really seeing now is on creative testing. And we're working with a few different vendors right now to really understand um, creative testing in the, and, and reporting in the way that we always used to look at keyword analysis. So if you guys are familiar with like Ngram analysis, you know, you do the search query data mine and you can see, okay, well, impressions and clicks and conversion rate for searches that contained near me or searches that contained best, whatever. That, that's something that's been in PPC for a very long time. Now there are tools that are being created. We're going to demo one next week that break down creative images and videos based on those types of elements, whether it's like scenery on a beach, scenery with a woman age 35, and then be able to look at all the performance metrics associated with that. This has been going on in advertising for a while for like very big brands with big budgets and like really crazy like data mining tools. But now it's become much more accessible to any advertiser, uh, small business or otherwise. And that sort of will now feedback and say, okay, I'm selling a portable grill and we found that uh, images with ads of uh, images where the grill master is grilling sausages compared to burgers have a higher click-through rate. So now all of a sudden I can go back to my AI generating tool or my graphic designer or whatever and create 50 more versions of it. And it's going to cost a lot less more money and it's going to be a lot faster to get those back into your account to consider, continue to iterate more testing and testing. You know what's great about this, dude, just on the side, and this is just childish, but this is going to put Getty Images out of business. And yeah. I, I hate Getty Images with the passion of a thousand fires. Like they're just vile, pernicious, evil, patent trolling, small business suing, lying, just, ah, gosh, I can't wait to watch them burn. <laughs> You've gotten caught, haven't I, you? I agree with you. <laughs> it's a similar, like, Every time I've been like, oh, Shutterstock, Getty Images, like there must be a plan that fits for me. And it's never worked where it's like either you have to spend all of your money on images you're not going to use yeah. or you get one image and that's it. And it's like, why can't you just have a different model? And that's exactly it's right for disruption. This is how every single industry gets disrupted, gets disrupted. Yeah. Burn in hell, Getty Images. What's the downside of this? 
So just if you're not really creating, like you're trying to use this for ads, like what are the things that obviously we'll have to have a follow up on this to, to talk about results, but what's the downside of this, especially if you're a non-creative type person? So there's like with any particular, like with any AI generated technology, there's a ton of downsides that we should be aware of. There is a whole scope of ethical concerns here. There's a lot of different ways that this can go bad. I'm sure that the ad platforms are going to come out with a narrative about use cases and, and how to get things approved. Or if you have to have a disclaimer, maybe like on as if it's like the COVID disclaimer on Instagram, maybe the same thing will happen if you have an AI generated artwork. I'm not really sure. But I think what we found, and we were chatting about this, like when you start, first start playing around with this, like you see that it's very flawed as all AI is. And so like anything, it's all like someone, someone might listen to this and they might download VidJourney and be like, oh, I'm going to use this to make an ad for my tennis ball launcher client. And they'll be like, this doesn't work. Like that guy was full of shit. And they'll write it off. And that's so funny because that happens with every single bit of AI technology that's introduced to marketing. The same exact thing happened with smart bidding where it's like, hey, here's a cool thing that if you really learn about it and you learn how to work with it and you learn how to use it correctly, it can be incredible. And then someone learns about it over the weekend, tries it one time, it doesn't go right and they write it off forever. So I think like this is sort of a harbinger for like how we act and should think about technology overall. Because, and this is highlighted in the blog post, I definitely recommend it, but in, in developing AI tools, you learn that AI programs learn very different th- differently than humans. And there's an example from this tool that GitHub or Microsoft built to be able to help people write code more effectively. And the results there were either spooky or kooky. Spooky meaning it was like crazy right and it was like terrifying that it was so good or the results were kooky that they didn't make any sense at all. And I think as marketers, we see that a lot with say smart bidding. It's like, why in the world would this algorithm think that I should bid on that search term? What the hell is wrong with it? And it's, yeah, but that's just how it learns. Like it doesn't learn like the human, like the human brain where we understand contextual clues. So it can work. You just need to be able to understand how to train it over time and how do you get better as the artist writing the prompt or using the machine learning algorithm in Google or whatever it might be. And I think like being able to learn more about how we should be interacting with technology and how these tools work and how we can use them to our advantage is probably the number one tip that I would give to anybody in marketing at this point. This has been tremendous. Obviously, we're going to leave a lot of links in the show notes here, obviously, to the blog post, which I think explains it even further in more detail if you're really interested in learning more about this stuff, as well as three different resources that we mentioned here uh, on the show. But this is definitely something you want to check out. This is the strong call to action because this is looking like the future. And having just came from Meta a few weeks back, this is what they're really working on. And they're working on video like on the AI side. So this is where the puck is headed, so to speak, to quote the great Wayne Gretzky. And Patrick, you're the uh, you're the hockey player who's helping take us there. So we appreciate that. Where can people find you if they do want to learn more about what you do? So adventureppc.com. Check out any of our resources. Yeah, otherwise, check us out at adventurepbc.com. Awesome. Thanks for listening here. Uh, make sure that you do subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening to podcasts and let us know what we can do better. We absolutely do read everything that you submit. So that's over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Check that out. 
And follow me, Ralph Burns, on LinkedIn and Qasem over on the Twitters at Qasem Aslam. Go back and listen to previous episodes, of course. And like I said, every resource that we have will be over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasem Aslam. Peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, it's Kasim here, and I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is, a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. 